You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. Let's move on. Talking about pies later, nothing. <laughs> well, what is it when we're talking about pies? We were talking about Bell's pies like a couple of weeks ago as well. That, that, was, podcast that, was, that was podcast one. Aye, that was podcast one. We should maybe do this. Greg's. After you've we, spoke had about, <laughs> we spoke about Greg's as well. I think we need to get away from the sort of pie thing. I think we're getting a bit of an image here. Or maybe do it with your lunchtime or dinner time. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Right, okay. So moving on to the this week's hot topic. And as I, as I said at the start of the show, we're going to go through the cost of dairy products affecting food manufacturing companies. And, and, and this has been, you know, a real eye opener for me as well, because actually you can see how much, how real external forces can, infect, can affect certain businesses um, throughout the UK who rely on a specific type of ingredient or, or whatever. And that could be anyone. That could be someone from the drinks industry, you know, whatever that may be, sugar or something like that, within that sort of Coca-Cola. Um, so it's quite interesting. It makes me, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a certain focus point. So let's talk about dairy products. So food manufacturing sectors which use dairy products such as butter. So you've got different sectors like the bakery industry and the confectioner industry. Companies that make like biscuits or whatever that might be, anything at all, you know, which uses butter. Just to give you an idea, Scott, of the price of this, okay? So prices of Wendy from £1,850 per tonne of butter back right. in April 2016. So what's that, 16 uh-huh. months ago, something like that? And, and in August 2017, it was £6,150 per tonne. <laughs> So it's in the and what was that? How many months is that? April That's, to April. So yes, you're talking maybe fifty months or something. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and it's went up three times the price. And what? So you you picture someone making biscuits or whatever that might be. And actually, as a consumer, we're going in and buying our biscuits from the shop or shortbread. Right? Let's just say shortbread because that would use a lot of butter, probably. Probably. You're still going in and buying your packet of shortbread out of Tesco or Asda or wherever it might be for a, for a pound, say. You know, mm-hmm. actually, that company making that product is actually their cost of ingredients for the butter has went up three times and it's still a pound. So who's going to take the impact? The, food, the, the manufacturer. The reason for that increase in price is there, been, there has been a reduction in the amount of milk farmers in the UK and in areas. And there was a particular particularly cold spring, which produced poor grazing conditions as well, okay? Uh, So Mm -hmm. I was reading an article last night, and the chairman of the dairy board of the National Farmers Union, a chap called Michael Oakes, reported, many dairy farmers were unfortunately forced to stop milk milk production as a direct result of the economic downturn, right? Mm -hmm. In 2014, so three years ago, Many farmers selling milk were doing that for considerably less than it cost to produce. We all know that. We all remember that in the news, you know. At the start of 2014 in Lancashire, which is a massive area for farming, they had more than 500 registered dairy farmers. And by the end of 2015, so say 24 months on, 
more than 30 of those uh, registered farmers had stopped production and ceased completely operations. Um, so you can see how you know there's getting less people making the the product, obviously milk or whatever that might be, butter, etc. I wonder if you know, there's, as you know, certainly within there's been a lot of investment within food manufacturing companies for you know technical individuals and I guess recipe makers almost. Do you know that way? And I wonder if the evolution of of that has allowed a reduction on you know the usage of you know these these types of ingredients because six. See, we'll see if you look at, I mean, I've just, just as you've been talking there, I've just Googled, um, you know, profits in milk. And, you know, here's an article from October 2017. And the headline is, first milk doubles profits in, in full year results. Reading into it says, dairy processor first milk has almost doubled its pro- pro- profits in its financial results for the year ending March t- 2017, following a transformation of the business. And then that's got that another supply, one. That's supply and demand probably. You know, if well, yeah, milk, can and, sell it for more. And then the other one that came up was Dairycrest posting a two point nine million pound profit growth as well. I don't know what year that was. To be fair, it was in fact the article was written in May two thousand seventeen. So, I think there's probably a bit of um, evolution, isn't it, of, of you know the bigger company and and the agreements and maybe passing out maybe this cost increase down. That you know to you know I guess like sort of you know the, the own brand supermarkets and so on maybe taking a, taking having to increase their prices and that there's maybe a bit of, of change in the middle piece rather than actually directly being passed on to the consumer maybe I don't yeah. know yeah I, I, and I think you know end of days I says just there supply and demand and then flipping us and it said a bit as well because it was in my head actually a couple of weeks ago the Great British Bake Off. Hi, that's right. hugely popular. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll come back to that in a wee second. However, what you've got is got, you've got a lot of consumers tuning in and watching that on TV and thinking I could be the next <laughs> big cake person, which is fine, right. which is a really yeah. good thing. But actually, when you know, then that's putting a wee bit more demand on the butter because he's because you know me and you'll get and buy butter, but we're buying more and more to bake at home. Then actually. Overall, across the UK, it's going to have a it's going to have some sort of impact. So that's also contributing because even if, if one pair, right? So say I don't know if if you know how many people do you know that bake until recent times? I mean, you know, there's probably you know I can think of one or two, but say you know five people now. If every single person, only one person, buys an additional slab of butter every you know every month or whatever it is that they cook with, I mean that's that's you're right. That's not an adult, it's a lot, and 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 it's not just the UK. The UK. I know we've been focused on the UK, but the EU's seen a steady decline as well. And looking into that, that's been due to some. It's due to oversupply on a global level, mm-hmm. and that's that's with the lifting of the EU production regulations. Uh, have you heard anything around how? Because uh, I guess I mean I, I remember that the again this uh, is ties in with the, the the European piece again. But you know, there's an element of funding that the UK gets. You know, to the farming community to, to you know to support you know to support them, and I guess it's not just dairy; it's probably pushing and things you know like lambing and, and similar. You know, that that's a whole other. I mean, that's serious. You know, that that yeah. that because that's um, that's a huge market. Yeah, and, and and I think you know, I mean, at the end of the day, this has been this has been known for the, at least you know throughout two thousand and seventeen. You know, and manufacturers have been taking the brunt of that cost and, and there's there's only going to be a certain point that that can last but the positive news is there's a 
there is a positive trend in the right way where I know in October 2017, the cost per tonne was 5,050 per tonne, mm-hmm. compared to September of being 6,150 per tonne. So it's down 18%. And I know, and you've got to remember, Scott, we're coming up to obviously Christmas. Manufacturing companies are at their peak. They're going to be using a lot of the products, making all their nice biscuits and uh, other products for, for that Christmas period. You know, so so I and and from my my insight into the industry is that that the the price will hopefully continue to reduce going into the new year, and there'll be a bit more stability or more stability than what there currently has been. You know, we are price. So fingers crossed that it goes in the right way. You know, but I think it's a wee bit of a lesson to be learned, and I think you are bang on, Scott, on the new on, on the nose. I didn't even think about this. But why not? With all the healthy and etc., there must be. No, I don't know if there must be, but there could be opportunities for MPD to start yeah. looking at different options. I mean, butter's butter, isn't it? But how do how do you really make a comparison? Well, do you mean I, I don't have butter in the house, and I, I've never had butter in my house because I use margarine. I guess um, if, I, if I remember to pick it up, you know that way. Right. And I guess it's the idea now where you know I like my you know I like my brew. And I still don't see the point in things like diet iron brew because the whole point of fine brew is to get some sugar and to have some yeah, good yeah. taste. But actually now, I think, I don't know the stats, but the you know diet iron brew is equally, if not more, you know, popular. I know certainly you know, diet coke um, is probably more popular now than, than the, the, the full fat stuff. And, you know, they, therein lies, a, I guess, a consumer, a visible consumer usage change, doesn't it? Because it's, it's not what we're, we're asking for anymore. And it will be the same with butter as well. must be. Well, I think short-term investment coming from Wall Street would be invest in a dairy cow. Interesting. And what, <laughs> what would you call your dairy cow? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I've not even thought about it. No, I've thought about a name. I don't even know where I would keep it. But <laughs> it would be a great Ke- investment. I reckon Kevin would like playing with, with let's call her Bessie, the cow, out okay. in the back garden. I think we'll put Bessie on the front cover of the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Anyway, enough, enough like chat. We're digressing here. We're digressing. So, yeah. Scott, so that was a good hot topic. That was really interesting. I think it resonates in the basis of it doesn't matter how efficient, how much you're improving your manufacturing organisation as a business leader, how much you're in the forefront uh, of what you're doing, but actually external forces can have a major impact. As everybody knows, but it could be down to cost of ingredients where people think it's such a small thing, but the reality is it, it's more than that. And just sorry, just to finish off on that point, I guess tying on with what, what you were what we were kind of discussing at the end of last week around, you know, making sure you've got the right talent to deal with that. Because at the end of the day, if if we know that the price of butter, you know, some you know those prices and the the the, the rise there is significant, that's going to have a massive impact on a given business. Now, you know, there's certain things, you know, in terms of if you look at, I don't know, um, utility companies who who hedge their, you know, their investment in what the, you know, what power they're going to commit to, do you know that way and and buy it at a given price before it before it's actually, you know, coming in. There's probably an element of, of that that goes on, and, and you'll be closer to it than I am with the food piece. But yep. you know, certainly trying to attract the the, the 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 key people that are good at that. You know, that must be an asset to any business. Surely. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I think that brings us on nicely to our recruitment minute, which is that you know what I want to do is have. The last, the last podcast we've been having a discussion about problems and solutions, but let's talk about actually the importance of knowing your market 
to recruit the best people for your business? How, you know, finding the best MPD people out there for your company or the best operator that might be? I think that's a, that'll be a good topic for us. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Are you, um, just so you know, your, your, your microphone, Terry, it looks as though you're kind of coming and going from your mic. Are, are, you, uh, are you doing your exercises again? <laughs> Do you want to know what? Uh, I've got Kevin sniffing about because he stole a uh, seller tape roll and he had it in his mouth. I got it out and he's sniffing about my desk, so hence the coach chitting. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.